Hi everybody, this is Dyer with Northwest Nerd, and welcome to a very special bonus podcast. That's why I have this special rom-com music playing in the background instead of the usual Hoot Hoots theme song. See, we are going to talk dating and relationships. At least, we're going to continue talking about dating and relationships from a geek angle. A couple episodes ago, episode 38, we asked a panel of differing perspectives about dating and relationships based on questions provided by you, our listeners. But there wasn't really enough time to go through them all in the one feature. So on this special edition of Northwest Nerd, we are going to feature those insights here. Now, if you haven't yet, feel free to go back to episode 38. It's at about the 33.5 minute mark. You can listen to the first feature that we did on this, either now or after listening to this episode. We talk about dating within a small community like the cosplay community, how to get your partner into things you're passionate about like Comic-Cons, and that whole deal with dating guys from Seattle because, you know, they're kind of like that. To start off, though, just a little refresher. Let's get reacquainted with our panel. Hey, my name's Stacy Rost, and I do a podcast with G. Scott and Maura Dooley called Living Single Seattle. It's just a dating podcast. It's pretty short and quick. It's actually turned into mostly telling horror stories, but I promise it's not all that bad. All right, I am Jay Edidin. I consult on and write codes of conduct and harassment policies and consult on the creation of those and the implementation around them for conventions. I've also done a lot of coverage of those and sort of why they work and how they need to work as a journalist. Jay has also worked for years in the comic book industry. And finally... Hey, I'm Harris O'Malley. I write for uh, Paging Dr. Nerd Love, a dating advice blog for geeks of all stripes who are looking to improve their social skills and date more successfully. All right, let's get right into it with question number one. I'm dating someone, and I'm finding it difficult to really get to know them. I'm really into pop culture, and I'm passionate about many fandoms, and they aren't. In fact, I find I'm bringing them up to speed on a lot of things that I'm into. They don't seem to have passions, and that is what I generally talk to people about. How do I get to know them? How can I get to know this person better? I would normally recommend to expose someone to some of the the shows, comics, um, conventions, whatever that you love. Since they've already done that, um, maybe it's just time to find something new that both of you can share or explore together. So if there is, I'm, I'm not really sure what specifically the fandoms are for this person, but um, figure out maybe their favorite format first. So do they prefer shows, watching things? Do they prefer listening certain podcasts? Do they are they a big fan of graphic novels? Kind of find out what kind of like format they're into. Um, and then just maybe explore something new together. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I know no one wants to hear this, but if overall you have nothing in common, and not only you have nothing in common, but neither of you really like that, you're probably dating the wrong person for you. So to start off, try exposing them to your interest first. Yeah. Right? And, and then beyond that, uh, try to find new things together. And then the third thing is, well, maybe you should rethink this. Well, here's the thing. Why would you keep wanting to, uh, I might uh, date someone. So um, 
so I'm heterosexual. Say I'm would date a guy that's maybe not into uh, reality TV. I love reality TV. Shamelessly, I might try to get him to watch a few shows. But if he doesn't like it, maybe I'll try to find. I love watching shows. If he loves watching TV, and I know he has certain shows he like likes, maybe we try watching something else together. So I mean, you don't have to force someone to like everything that you like, and sometimes they're just not going to. But you know, try to find something else. Maybe, uh, maybe you should ask them what they do like. Like, what do you, what do you do? And honestly, if they don't watch or listen to or read anything, they're kind of weird. <laughs> like that's what are they doing? Do they just sit at home and stare at the wall? I don't know. Like David Putty yeah. on Seinfeld <laughs> just stares. It's actually just a body pillow. Like I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> so something that I think it's really easy to forget if a lot of your social contact contact is in fandom or is with folks who engage with stuff the way you do is that not everyone engages with their passions or interacts with the world in the same way. It's possible that the person you're dating has things that they feel as passionate about as you do about your fandoms and about pop culture, but that they don't express that they don't experience that passion in the same way that you do. So I guess being open to the idea that their modes of engagement might not look like yours is really important. Asking questions is also, I think it's, I think it's really important in general in relationships, but asking the kinds of questions that you wouldn't necessarily think to ask off the top of your head that aren't, you know, what's your favorite X of the category of things that you're into, but you know, what do you like to do with your time? Why? What would you like to show me? You know, give them the chance to show you their life and their passions on their terms and with their frame of reference. Now, with that in mind, it's possible that what you're going to find is that you most like engaging with people who engage in the same ways you do, and that ultimately someone who doesn't is going to be a deal breaker for you. And that's okay, too. It's just it's a good thing to know and to learn about yourself. Well, I think the big question is, is are you just talking with them about your passions or is this more of a dialogue? Because one of the things that comes up a lot, especially on first dates, is nobody's quite sure what to talk about. And what ends up happening is we just talk about ourselves. And that's kind of a mistake. It feels like something we should be doing because there's that impulse to really want to connect with someone, but also kind of impress them a little bit. And maybe you show like, hey, here are these cool things about me. But the problem is, is that we all do that all the time. What we don't get a lot is people wanting to hear what we have to say. And this is an old Dale Carnegie trick, but it's 100% true. We are all our own favorite topics. And so when you give someone an opportunity to talk about themselves, it is an amazing feeling. And honestly, it feels better than like food or money. They've actually, they've actually hooked people up to MRIs. And when we talk about ourselves, the same pleasure centers in our brains light up. So one of the best ways to get to know somebody else is to not just talk about your passions and connect over those, but also find out what they're really digging. Taking some time and just asking like, hey, so, okay, like, yeah, that's all, I'm sorry, I'm talking about myself. What are you really into? Like, what do you do? And if they're if they're really kind of hesitant, it's like, oh, I don't really do anything, then it's kind of like, all right, cool, well, tell me about like what you did this weekend. My friends tell me, both men and women, that most women don't really care about how much money I make. Now, I live in Seattle, and it seems that money is a factor with most women I meet. I'm not poor, but I'm not rolling in the dough, and I certainly can't afford to fly off and take an international 
quote-unquote adventure every year, as the dating apps like to say. Is there a way to date around this? What is the deal with men, money, and dating? For me personally, it it really doesn't matter, but I know that it does for some people. I've had these conversations before with friends who have been on dates and they like get in a car and it's not the greatest or I don't know, someone's card is declined or something. But what I will say is I think that people in general maybe feel the most comfortable just dating around where they are. Like no one wants to feel like this person always wants to go on a vacation and I can never afford it, right? And um, I, I do think that sometimes men might be putting more pressure on themselves than women put on them. It's just one of those weird things where, to be completely honest, there are people that really care. And the people I know that care are really good people, but they tend to make more and they just don't want to have to do these things by themselves. We as a culture have huge taboos about talking about money and about caring about money. And when you live in a capitalist society, that becomes a problem because money mediates access. What hobbies you can have are limited by how much money you have. So someone might really genuinely believe and really genuinely not care about the number figure of how much money you make, but they might have things that they care a lot about and want to engage with with a partner that have financial hurdles. Um, So for example, I can say, I don't care how much money you make, but if it's really important to me to ski every weekend, then I kind of do care. Unless they're looking for a sugar daddy or they're trying to date someone specifically who's rich, that's kind of more aspirational in my experience. Like, I, yeah, I would love to take off and go to uh, go to a foreign country every year. Too bad life gets in the way, but it would be really nice. Um, unless this is like they're meeting up in person and the and the woman is asking for a credit check, then I think it's more along the lines of they're seeing something that would be like, oh, it would be really awesome if we could do this, and it's a fun thing to talk about. Honestly. I get the I get the question a lot of do you, you know what does it take to date successfully do you have to have a lot of money it takes a lot of money to date if you're dating someone who is only attracted to money and those people are pretty easy to suss out really quickly in terms of like what can you how can you date if you're not necessarily rich there's lots of amazing cheap or low cost or even free dates that you can go on that women would and men would love to do I mean, who wouldn't love to go to a museum and just kind of walk around and really have this amazing connection over the art or go see a show that you found out in the local Free Weekly? Even take this really awesome hike around the city or to go on a nature walk together. This question is a little bit related to the last one, so I kind of snuck it in here. But this person asked a similar question about how They live in Seattle, a tech city, and they don't work in the tech industry. Yet, tech is usually associated with a large paycheck, and therefore they feel like they don't have much of a chance in the local dating scene. You know what I will say he has going for him? I am not generalizing. I'm going to do it a little bit. One of the gripes I always hear that uh, women have is that you go out in South Lake Union, and sometimes these guys at tech places aren't um, the most outgoing person in the world as much as I can imagine as a guy you feel like you're competing with someone else and it's like oh they have all this money it's not the only thing right (laughs) like I don't think that it automatically draws women to them I mean I really don't think that a woman is solely swooed by money it really doesn't do much for you if you're super boring and 
like just not nice. Have a clear sense of the difference between interests and hobbies. I am interested in world travel. I do not actually do a lot of world travel because like the person asking the question, I can't afford to. Um, if I list it as an interest in a profile online, a lot of people are going to see that and go, oh, he does that, which no, I don't. I'm just interested in it. Um, so look, look for folks who do the kinds of things that you like to do. Look for not only shared curiosity, but shared actual activities and habits, because those are going to be people whose priorities are things that you also have access to. The um, thing that a lot of people get wrong about dating is the idea that we need to be impressive or have certain amount, a uh, certain level of status. Got to be, you know, the, especially you hear this amongst men in social circles, like, hey, you know, got to be that high status guy. Got to have that awesome job. It's like, do I have the right job? Do I have? I'm not in tech, or I don't have the paycheck. Why would women want to date me? And there are there are always exceptions, but we don't as a general rule, date people based on their resume or how many boxes they tick off on an Excel spreadsheet. We date people because we connect with them and we have that moment of, wow, you get me like nobody else does or you make me feel in this incredible way that other people don't. And that's really what we should all be looking for when we're dating, not trying to impress somebody or bowl them over with how great our job is or how clever we are, but with how much we have in common and not just passions, but like shared values. Just the fact that you have fandoms in common, that's a lot, that's huge, but that's not the only thing you need for a relationship. You need kind of the same values of how do you feel about like what your long-term plans are for your life? Are you a homebody or are you someone who likes to go out and you know party the night through? Those are the areas where you really should be focusing on, not so much as like, oh, this person is beautiful and therefore I have to impress them, or this person has a, a, a stunning job and I have to impress them. Don't impress, focus on connecting instead. What do you do when you meet someone in person after meeting on an app and they don't match their dating profile? This actually never happened to me. It has happened to me. Really? Why don't you say what you would do? Did you already answer these? I, I'm not answering them. I am what? not an expert. I am. I have more horror stories than anything else. You can't share one. I will say that in this situation, I mean, the person was very, very Did nice. Did you get catfished? It, it wasn't a catfish. It was okay. really who they were. I felt like they chose certain photos or much, much older photos, and uh, and they were nice. I, I went out, I did the date with them, but I just was honest with them afterwards and was like, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna be hanging out this time. And, you know, it was nice meeting you. I don't really feel the connection. Yeah. Like, and I, I just was honest with them after that because they weren't a bad person, but that was like the worst foot in the door straight out. If I would have just met them as a person yeah. and got to know their nice personality without the, the lie up front, mm -hmm. that might have been a different situation, but it tainted everything after that that I felt like there was a dishonesty yes. and that's very unattractive. So what would you say uh, on the face of this question? You know, I think just go with the flow, honestly. The meanest thing to do would just be like to stand someone up, pretend you didn't go. Go with the flow, go on the date, enjoy just the company of talking to someone else for a little while. If you walk away and you're like, I don't think I can get over this, fine like just 
either don't respond, say I had a great time, you know, whatever, just kind of do the drop off a little bit. Please don't just leave the bar and turn around. Please don't. Okay, so I should qualify that I have never used dating apps. So I am I what what I am telling you, I am telling you via mostly secondhand knowledge. I think it depends very, very much on the ways in which they don't match their dating profile and what your priorities are. No one's going to match an online profile perfectly, though. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind. Um, the versions of ourselves that we put online are tightly curated summaries. And with dating profiles, the versions of ourselves or the versions of, of, of themselves that people put in those aren't just curated summaries. They're basically advertisements. They're a brief rundown of a few salient features meant not to tell you a lot about the person, but to, but for you to make a snap judgment about whether you might be interested in learning more about the person. So going in with that in mind seems like kind of a necessary thing. That said, if the discrepancies between the things in their profile and the things you learn set off red flags for you, um, make you question your safety with them, just ditch. Well, I guess the question is then exactly how much do they not match? Is it a case of they were showing older photos and they were a little out of date, so they look slightly different? Or is it someone who grossly misrepresented themselves? If it's the former, one of the things I suggest a lot of people do on a first date with, for someone they meet on a dating profile is to take what I call a, a pre-date date where you meet up for something low investment like coffee, frozen yogurt, just, uh, you know, um, I'm in your area. Hey, do you want to go grab a cup of tea really quickly? And this is sort of a way of doing your due diligence to uh, find out if you all have chemistry in person, but also to find out how much this person is like their profile. And you're just going to chat and see what's going on and then see if there's enough interest to go on a second real date. And this is a way of sussing out, you know, okay, how was Photoshop involved in their profile or was it, you know, just a case of, eh, you know what, time marches on, we'll all look slightly different. A pre-date date means that you have a chance to decide how much this is going to change your mind, whether you're going to give them a chance anyway, now that you've got to know them in person. And I'm a big believer in giving someone a chance to meet them in person because one of the problems with online dating is it really kind of removes the opportunity for serendipity where you can meet someone and think to yourself, okay, this is not normally what I would a person that I would be attracted to, but there's just something about them. Whereas uh, if you're just going down a list saying, all right, here are all my must-haves, here are all my must-not-haves, people who you might actually click with kind of get filtered out unintentionally. So meet them in person, have a chance to see, like, all right, is this difference between their profile and reality going to be that much of a deal-breaker or not? And if it is, you're out the price of a cup of coffee in 15 to 20 minutes. Here's another dating app question. I meet guys on dating apps, and the conversations go great, but when we meet in person, they clam up. They get passive. They don't seem to handle the in-person interaction too well. It happens to me so much that I get discouraged and I put off dating for months at a time. Now, I don't think Northwest guys are boring, but they sure seem so passive in showing who they are. Any way around this? Am I doing something wrong? So it could be, I don't know, maybe you're intimidating and smart and cool in person and, and people 
aren't used to having face-to-face conversations all the time. And and uh, what I would say is if you feel like dating app, the dating app in general isn't working for you, it's much harder to meet someone outside of it, but maybe to lean into those things. So um, look into something like Meetup or uh, a way to, you know, like that they have like those trivia nights or, you know, geeks who drink, things like that. Something where... Um, it kind of forces you out of your comfort zone. And I know that dating apps do that, but I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. It sounds like you're just having a, a tough stretch of luck. And um, maybe the guys or women that you're talking to are people who in general are just more comfortable with a different kind of communication and in-person makes them nervous. Okay, I might be projecting here, but I suspect that you may be ending up on dates with guys who have something in common with me, which is to say that they are at least initially more at ease with digital than in-person communication. The trick here to a great extent is patience. Um, when you have someone, I mean, think about your experiences in, in maybe a mode of communication you're not as confident with, like that, you know, you, you may might be a really people-oriented person. You're great at conversation. Imagine that someone you've been having conversations with and really connecting with says, okay, I'd like our entire relationship to be based in letter writing now. And that's going to be, you know, you'll probably get the hang of that pretty quickly, but there will be a transition period. And I know that for me, that's something that's very much the case when I'm going from having a mostly mostly written or mostly digital relationship with someone to having that relationship be based around in-person communication. And again, this is, this is going to be a based on my experience answer, but what I would suggest doing is at least initially – basing your dates around shared activity, not just company. So basically things that give you a chance to get used to each other's company in a context where that company isn't actually the focus. I think some of it may just be pure shyness or feeling a little awkward. It's really easy to be confident in text when you've got a lot of time to think about what you're going to say. And you can kind of take this moment and really, really craft this persona so it's a lot easier to be funny or witty or charming when you're able to just, like, take a moment, take a breath, type it out, and it becomes sort of asynchronous. When you're meeting up with someone in person, now you're dealing with not just, okay, what do I say, but you have to say it in real time, you have to say it to their face, you can see their reaction right off the bat, and if you are someone who does a lot of your communication over text, like most of us do these days, then that can be really intimidating and that can kind of make it harder. And then you have those really awkward moments like, oh God, what do I say? Blank. And everybody starts feeling awkward and then the converse, the, that pause gets longer and longer and you're both sitting there going, so... Sometimes, and it's, it's frustrating and you really kind of have to work a little bit to kind of pull them out of their shell. And I found asking questions really helps with this. And just my my general advice for everybody is to have a couple of questions and a couple of stories just in your back pocket, locked and ready to go, so that that way, if there is a moment where you're meeting someone who's a little bit reserved, you can kind of toss that question out onto the table and draw it out a little bit. And then you can take a bit of what they've said and use that as a segue to a story that you've had. And now you're sort of modeling the behavior you'd like to see from them. So it's like, all right, here, oh yeah, here, that's a really cool thing. Here's this way that I relate to it and how it affected me. And then kind of, what about you? How Have you ever done anything like this? And you can toss another question out onto the table. 
and then use that as a springboard to the next thing and just kind of treating it as a way of getting to know somebody. A very special thank you once again to our panel, Stacy Ross, Harris O'Malley, a.k.a. Dr. Nerdlove, and Jay from Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. We super appreciate their input. And there's more feature reporting and bonus episodes on our website at nw-nerd.com, or you can check out our social media from Facebook to Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Patreon page if you want to pitch in and help Nick and I continue to put on this very podcast We very much appreciate the support. And that's it for this special bonus episode of Northwest Nerd. Thank you very much for listening. Till next time, nerds. I just want to say one thing. Starting off the question with, I keep dating women I'm attracted to. Well, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I keep Uh, dating women I want to date. Yeah.